think it's going to change everything. I think it's going to change the way we live, where we live, where we work, how we work. It, it is a silver lining to our really, really dark cloud. Our COVID-19 experiment is proving that, you know, work isn't a place you go to. It's a thing you do. And it's clear that the jobs can be done uh, very efficiently, very effectively in a remote capacity. Purposeful co-location, I think, is, is, is what will happen. So you need to go someplace for, for a reason. COVID has had an impact both positively and negatively on, on every business around the world. Innovation is now a strategic priority. There's no question about it, uh, both offensively and defensively. I'm very confident about the future and I think uh, innovation and technology, we've already harnessed it and um, it's harvest time now for us. Some of the views there of leading business experts and NUI Galway alumni on the lessons of COVID-19. I'm Tom Fell, the Head of Journalism and Communication at NUI Galway. And in this edition of the Kushkar podcast, you'll hear more insights on what lies ahead for our economy and how adaptability and innovation can fuel growth. First is Adrian Jones, Managing Director of Merchant Banking at Goldman Sachs. He outlines the insights gained when 99% of the company's US staff worked remotely in the early months of the pandemic. I would say more than any other area, uh, when I talk to CEOs, management teams, this aspect has been a complete revelation to them. And it's extraordinary to watch their, their thinking evolve on this space. I think technology has been a revelation to them what they can get done with fewer people. I would say for March, April, May, we had 1% of our workforce in the office. And that was working fine. Literally, we have 8,000 people in the United States. We had 80 of them in the office in New York. Everyone else was at home and everything was working fine. I think it varies a great deal by sector and it varies by what your role is and what your ambitions are. That's and, and, and let me expand on that a little bit. So. Uh, my son just graduated from college. He just started work. He was fortunate enough to have a job uh, lined up before, before COVID started. He's upstairs, okay? Uh, he's upstairs working. He has been in the office three or four times since July. Uh, I can see um, acutely how, uh, how much he needs to be in the office, how much a 22, 23-year-old needs to be in an office environment needs to be in a work environment, how much you learn by osmosis and how much you just can't learn unless you have that experience. Who needs to be in the office beyond the, the young graduates? Um, who else needs to be there? Managers need to spend time together. And, and then those who want to be managers need to spend time with managers. On the other hand, uh, if you are being productive, working remotely, you don't care about promotion, You've developed a reputation as being reliable. You've been around for a while and you're, you're, you're trusted. You've just found much greater autonomy and flexibility in your life. This is really good news for mothers returning to work. Uh, it's really good news for people with disabilities who struggle with access. Um, there's a lot of opportunity that's just being created. And, and this is what the better management teams are wrapping their heads around and working through. I think for most people, there's going to be more flexibility, but it's going to be about neither being entirely in the office or entirely remote. It's going to be a blend. So I am going in uh, two to three times a week to the office. And I try and spend as much of that time as possible in person. And I'm, I'm, I'm working myself on finding the right mix. But I, I personally actually like this blend a lot.
Well, from one of the world's leading multinationals to a flourishing Galway-based games company and their takeaways from the pandemic. So my name is Brenda Romero and I am CEO of Romero Games and I'm also a game director. In the last nine months, we have learned certain things um, that we didn't know before. Like, you know, we can actually work pretty well remotely. We've learned that there that maybe we don't need to have a giant office, that we've learned that the one minute commute from upstairs to our home offices is pretty fantastic. Now that said, we miss our coworkers. Um, I, and especially since we work in a creative space, uh, I feel like sometimes that is, it is critical to have people in the same room thinking about the same things, not distracted by what's on that screen or that screen, but rather just the issue at hand and the people at hand. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely going to change the face of things. So we are planning to do a survey um, of our employees to find out what do they prefer? How often do they think they're going to be in the office? Should we, should we set up a section of the office, which is for people who are going to be working, say, in the office five days a week or three days a week um, versus like a hot desk situation for people who just maybe want to come in once a week? something like that. Uh, maybe do we have everyone in or all the programmers come in this day and all the designers come in that day. So we're still figuring it out, but it is certainly, it has certainly changed our perceptions. Uh, and I would also say it's, it's opened up the hiring pool because no longer is it just relegated to, are you willing to move to a specific location? It's, are you willing to work during these hours and work with this team, you know, and, and even the hours, but it's flexible because we are working with a programmer now who is based in California. Um, I think the workplace of the future is going to be more flexible. I think this is fantastic, especially for people uh, who have new kids, people who you have somebody at home that they need to care for, people who may choose to live uh, in a rural setting um, that's more affordable versus having to move to a tech center, um, thus play, paying that those prices. Um, I think it's going to change everything. And Brenda is also a student on the MA in Creative Writing here at NUI Galway. Well, the ability to adapt to continuous change is also something that Brian Hanley, Chief Customer Officer with Emergen, sees as vital, both at a professional and personal level. My, my life has changed fundamentally. I, I'll explain that in, in, in a couple of minutes. But if you look at what a resource that most people are, lack, time and money. Okay, so we, everyone would like more time to do what they'd like to be doing and they'd like more money to be, to be, able, to, to be able to do that. You know, they're just, they're just not normal motivations. If you think of people that are spending, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours commuting every day in and out to work. That, there, there's a whole load of time gone out of people's lives that they would like to get like to get back. If you look at uh, the the cost of living in, in some of these cities, so our own capital city, very expensive place to, to live, very expensive place to educate, all that type of stuff. So there's a whole load of money that is basically a tax on living in, the, uh, in those big cities. You now have an opportunity where you can have more time back. If you live in Castlebar, for example, where I live, I have four young children um it's there's no round trip uh that's longer than eight minutes for me to bring the kids to wherever they need to need to go to. i mean it's it's extraordinary 
uh, you've got excellent schools, no private schools or no private fees or any of those types of things to, to pay. And then the, the house that you can live in, you know, and your proximity to town and your all that type of stuff. It's so much, your lifestyle is so much better. So you have more time and you have more money. That is a big motivator for, for, for people. So I think that the workplace is going to change. You know, I think purposeful, purposeful co-location, I think is, is, is what will happen. So you need to go someplace for, for a reason. And then you look at people like me who I was commuting back and forth to London uh, or someplace, but more often than not, London every week. Um, uh, I haven't been on a flight uh, since the 7th of March. Uh, I will not, that will not be happening anymore. I will not be going back to that life because the leverage of my time, you know, my time is primarily customer facing. So I can be talking to a customer or a prospect in, you know, in, in Berlin in the morning, and I can be talking to a prospect in San Francisco in the evening. And, and, and I'm doing that sitting, pairing with my, uh, with, with members of my team. Um, they're learning by working with me and doing that. They're getting my, my time is better, is being, is being used a lot better. So if you, that type of, my type of role, um, uh, the leverage you get off, off, off SMEs and people with certain expertise is unbelievable now compared to what it used to be. Like I used to have to get on flights in order to meet these people. When I think back at it now, it's actually, it appears to be ridiculous what I used to do compared to how I can do it now. Brian Hanley of Emerging there who is clearly enjoying the blended working model, as is our next contributor. So my name is Dorothy Creven. I'm VP and Managing Director of Rent the Runway here in Galway. I think the workplace has evolved and will continue to evolve quite rapidly um, during and post-COVID as well. Literally overnight, everybody um, in Rent the Runway went from working in an office uh, to working from home. And that's really the joy of working uh, for a tech company as well. Uh, the transition from the office to home was almost seamless. And we, we feel very lucky that we're in a, in a position where we can easily do that. However, having a sense of community and belonging is, is definitely an important part of the workplace. So I think a hybrid model is where we'll, we'll be going in the future. I think spending half our time working from home where we can concentrate and get really into some deep work while also balancing it with uh, working from a, a workplace where we get to hang out with our colleagues, we get to do creative sessions, we get to catch up with that for that cup of coffee uh, that I think everybody really enjoys and have that sense of belonging and friendship as well with our, our workmates and colleagues in the office. So what does the research tell us? And how do staff really feel about the working from home phenomenon? Head of the School of Business and Economics at NUA Galway, Alma McCarthy. I think there are things that are going to come out of COVID and even out of research that we have done here at NUI Galway, for example, we have um, over the last uh, six months or so, we have done two large national remote working uh, surveys here in Ireland. The first was sort of getting the pulse um, from employees as how they were responding to the emergency scenario of lockdown and, and working remotely when we had to do that as a government mandate back in April. And then we did the second pulse survey um, six months on in October, seeing what what the trends were as people had settled into it. And, um, you know, the resounding sort of uh, uh, finding from our surveys, and we ended up with over 12,000 responses across both across the country, is that there's clearly employees are, are saying they want to continue to uh, work remotely for some or all of the time um, post-pandemic. So 
one of the big changes we see ahead for workplaces and for the future of work is how we will work and a uh, significant increase in the flexibility. Um, so I don't think we're going to retain remote working to the extent that we are now when we kind of have a government mandate to do so, but we're going to see hybrid workplaces. We're going to see a blended models where workplaces are going to be more about getting people together to do collaborative work. Um, and work that we can do individually, we will do that um, maybe from home or from hubs in a remote uh, way. So that's going to be, I think, a big legacy of the pandemic. And some organizations and some sectors like ICT, for example, did have a, a trend and a history in this way anyway. But of course, the, the COVID-19 has just um, you know, uh, expedited that in, in very, very substantially. We move from the views of employees as evidenced in research by NUI Galway to the perspective of the employer now. Here's Danny McCoy, CEO of IBEC. People are jumping to say we're going to have a new normal, uh, the blended office. I think that will occur, but I don't think it'll occur with the, with the scale of which people think uh, we've got a new normal. I fully anticipate that we'll have a significant return to office and office environments for a whole host of reasons, but very often uh, it's social, not just in terms of collegiality and camaraderie, uh, but it's also that innovation, but also to the point about collectivism. People being isolated in their homes will find it much more difficult to assert collective requests um, than actually the mobilization that when you're with people. And so I think the, the death of the office in particular has been way over exaggerated. And if it is to be true, then that's going to cause us a huge amount of problems for the future. Uh, I know everybody's in this kind of ready break, feel good factor at the start, but we're clearly seeing right across from our membership, we have 7,500 corporate members, that the productivity issues that were there at the start are beginning to diminish. There's a lot of isolation. Uh, a lot of the corporate cultures are coming under threat. They kind of esprit the core of being together. And this is particularly true when you see people who can get out and about to do their jobs. Uh, the much talked about phenomenon of the frontline workers, but you know they're in the health and education and to be applauded for that, but they're also in retail, they're also in manufacturing, they're also in construction. And that dichotomy between those who go out and those who stay at home, um, that, that balance and that kind of sense of who's got the, the better lifestyle, so to speak, I think that will come into play if offices don't come back to the kind of anticipated norm that we had experienced going into the start of the year. So things will change, but they were going to change anyhow. Throughout the pandemic, We've all been very much aware that the opportunity to work from home wasn't afforded to the thousands who lost their jobs. Brenda Romero again. I can say that I am incredibly grateful to work in games and to work in tech because our business, while we were all, you know, headed home and bringing all of our computers home and everything, at the same time, I'm really grateful that I have a job. I know plenty of people who are out of work because of the pandemic. And I feel ridiculously fortunate that I am not one of those people um, and that our company, in fact, has grown during the pandemic. It, it would have grown pandemic or not, but, um, but that we've actually been able to hire people during this time. Growth and the innovation that fuels us are themes that are also on the mind of Adrian Jones. I think 2021, 2022 are going to be, the economic growth is going to be driven largely by recovery and getting back to where we were in 2019. I think that's a lot of what's happening. 2021 may end up being economically, at least on paper, there may be a lift. And certainly in the US, we're starting to see the, that opportunity develop. It's a better year than 2019. So we lost a year. But after 2021 and 2022, it's kind of hard to say where the growth comes from after that. And, and 
this, I think, is the question around innovation. We have to think very broadly about innovation. Where are the new industries? I think there's some very interesting opportunities around sustainability, particularly around climate transition. And, and, and that's the kind of innovation we're going to need. And then within companies, um, innovation, and particularly around digital and, and additional revenue streams um, for, for traditional companies, um, innovation is now a strategic priority. There's no question about it. Uh, both offensively and defensively. And so you're going to see greater focus on creativity and innovation within companies. But the big unknown for me is the, the impact on the nature of work of what is happening in technology. And ultimately, where will the new work come from? Now, that question has been asked many times before and human ingenuity is extraordinary in creating new industries and new opportunities and new roles. It's just right now, other than climate transition and industries specifically focused on that, I struggle to see how innovation itself is going to be a, a real force of uh, economic growth. Also looking to the future, IBEX Stanley McCoy believes that our capacity to grow and adapt will be central to recovery. 2021 is likely to be a really strong year of growth. And Ireland's going to be quite exposed to that. We saw that momentum going in at the start of 2020. It's carried us through in the main. Uh, we'll have a much shallower economic downturn than any other jurisdiction. So the signaling is really strong. When you get down to more sectoral micro level, I think what a lot of businesses who, if they survive, and a lot will survive, like the vast majority of businesses are going to survive this. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, though, that far too many businesses may actually not make it through, that could make it through if we had more... Uh, enlightened and um, you know, not as dramatic blanket shutdowns, but a bit more nuanced in how we proceeded over the last couple of months now that we've learned, is that learning from the last nine months, I think, gives those businesses that are surviving and begin to thrive now the confidence that they can go to other channels to try to get the work done um, in terms of the office working environment has become much more flexible as a result of this shock. And also we see that those getting goods to their customers can be done in different ways as well that probably would have taken a couple of years to bring about. So ar armed with that adaption and adaptiveness, I think uh, business is actually in a very strong place post-COVID. We've learned a lot. It's been galvanizing in bringing workforces together. And it's now important on the way out that we actually ensure that whatever is a new normal, and I'm not conv convinced it will look very different actually, um, that we take the best of what we've learned and um, maybe not do the things that we should have jettisoned a long time ago. Emergence Brian Hanley regards technology and innovation as keys to the recovery for the Irish economy and sees plenty of positive signs. I think the stuff that we're, we're, we're naturally good at. Um, uh, and I think as, as a nation, we are, we're, we're an outgoing uh, nation, both physically and, and personality. Um, I think that we are very well positioned for for what's actually happening from an innovation point of view um, and from a technological point of view. We've got a very strong foundation in the sectors that we're strong in, uh, both in, in FDI and uh, uh, in, in, in our own entrepreneurship. So the fact that we're strong in high tech, the fact that we're strong in life sciences, uh, the fact that we're next door to the UK, we have a reasonable FS um, uh, capability. Uh, I think if we're playing a bit more on the FS and on the tech and disruption side of that, I think there's a lot of stuff that we can 
uh, uh, that we can do there. I think we're excellent at sales. Um, we've got a high likability factor. I mean, I myself, that's what I'm, ultimately that's what I'm in. I'm in sales and business development. Um, and the fact that we have a likability factor, the fact that we, um, we have generally a very high work ethic, um, you know, that we get, we get through the stuff. It plays to our, plays to strengths that we have. And now that we have an acceptance of working in this type of way, you know, the, you, you take a lot of the, the travel and accommodation and all that kind of costs out of doing business. It makes things a lot more accessible for us. Uh, and geographically, we're, I mean, we sit right at the edge of Europe next to the States, Biden administration coming in, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of wind in our sails. Brian Hanley of Emergen there bringing this edition of the Kush Karba podcast to a close. Thanks for listening. And do join us again next time for more news on our exciting new research, cutting edge innovation, and our global alumni stories at NUI Galway.